0: listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce.
1: Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals to advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the chamber makes good business sense.
0: We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast as we continue our On the Road series. Travis Condon here from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber, also joined by Kat Deal. Hey, Kat, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you, Travis?
0: Doing well, and I'm happy to have joining us as well the director of the Fitchburg Art Museum, Nick Capasso. Nick, thanks for being here. Thanks for
1: inviting me. Good morning.
2: I want to say I'm just so excited to be in a museum today. It's a dreary kind of day this morning, and it's the perfect place to be.
0: It is, and the view that we have, so we are over at uh, the Fitchburg Art Museum. We're on Elm Street in downtown Fitchburg, and we have this beautiful view where we can kind of see the bridge between the two buildings Uh, You have a nice view of the downtown Fitchburg area, and the room that we're in actually is very historical significance to the overall art museum. Uh, Nick, let's start here while we're in this uh, Norcross room. Tell us all about it. Okay, so
1: we are in the museum's original building. Mm -hmm. Um, Before um, we opened to the public in 1929, this building was a barn. Really? We're sitting on the second floor of an 1880s barn that was transformed into an art center through the vision of our founder, Eleanor Norcross. Um, And Eleanor was an American painter. So we have an exhibition at the museum um, called Evoking Eleanor, Mm -hmm. which is a tribute to our founder. And it exhibits paintings that she painted um, and artwork that she collected during her time in Europe.
2: That's incredible. Wow. That is incredible. I just love the fact that this is an old 1880s barn. Yeah. What a renovation. I have an 1880s barn. It doesn't look anything like this. I just <laughs> want to put that out there.
0: And you would never know uh, when, you, when, you, when you walk around in here that it used to be a barn and that this building is that historic to the area. Yeah, it, it
1: really is. I mean, um, so the, the Fitchburg Art Museum is comprised of four different buildings from mm-hmm. four different time periods. Oh, wow. Oh, so the building that we're in, the old barn, um, is called the Marion Parkway Building, mm-hmm. and then on on the so we we take up a city block, yeah, in downtown Fitchburg, just a block off of Main Street, and on the other end of our campus is the Nestor Building. Um, it's a brick building. It's on the corner of Elman Academy, and it was built in 1923. And for many, many, many years, there were storefronts in that building oh. and office space upstairs. Um, between the two buildings is the Simons Building. That's the largest part of our campus and the newest part that was opened to the public in 1989. And then adjacent to the Marion Parkway Building is a building we call the Art Place on Elm. And it's an art instruction studio that was built in 1974. And we're currently using it for an after school program, which is a collaborative program with the Fitchburg Public
2: Schools. Okay, so right there, the collaboration between the Fitchburg Art Museum and the local schools, but also the local community yes. is huge. So, how often does the school come in to participate?
1: Well, the, uh, the after-school program, it's part of the um, regular after-school overall program of the Fitchburg Public Schools. Mm-hmm. So during the school year, there are three 10-week sessions. Oh, wow. Um, we also, when we're not having a pandemic, um, <laughs> we host um, field trips from the public schools um, that are fully subsidized by the art museum. So the kids, their parents... The schools don't have to pay a dime for this. Um, and so every, every fourth grader and every seventh grader across the entire school system comes here every year for a field
0: trip. Before we came over here, I was actually telling Kat that I remember coming along on that field trip when I was um, way younger because my sister was seven years older. So I got dragged along with my mom, who was a chaperone. <laughs> ah. um, but the Egypt... Uh, yeah. exhibit really left an impression on me. And I remember being so obsessed with Egypt and, and the pyramids and all of that sort of thing when I was when I was a kid. And coming here and seeing all of that history on display at the Fitchburg Art Museum was incredible. And then coming back when it was my turn uh, to yeah. go when I was yeah. older. And it really just made such an impression. And I think of how many other students that it's impacted as well. Oh, we've had
1: thousands of students come. So that's our longest standing exhibition. Mm-hmm. It actually predates my time here. And I've been here almost 10 years now. Okay. And the reason that we've kept it so long is we get more requests for field trips for ancient Egypt than anything else. Um, Because the kids in our region, they can't go to the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston on a field trip. It's Mm -hmm. just too far. Um, So in order to get that educational enrichment, they come here. And we've kept that that show, not because we're Egyptologists, because we are not. But because it's something that the schools and the kids demand and really enjoy.
2: No, it's true. My daughter went; um, both my kids went to school in Gardner, mm-hmm. and my oldest daughter was in the art program, the honors art program. She's now an art teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher. Oh, great! And one of her favorite trips was always coming to the Fitchburg Art Museum from Gardner. That's great. And loved it, and had a lasting impression. And the Egypt, um, the whole display is amazing. And. How, how incredible we have that right here in Fitchburg. Right
1: here in Fitchburg.
2: You can't, you don't have to go far to see it.
0: And now you mentioned uh, the fact that the museum really takes charge of these field trip, trips, so it's not a cost to the students and their families. Right. Um, but overall, I think one of the great things about the museum is how affordable it is for Fitchburg residents, for north central Massachusetts residents and families. Uh, you've made it so people can afford to check out art.
1: Well, that, that's very important, especially in our, you know, we have an economically challenged community. Mm-hmm. And admission price is a barrier for a lot of people. Uh So we have we have a whole different a whole set of um, free and reduced admission programs here. So roughly half the people who come to the Fitchburg Art Museum each year come for free.
2: Oh wow, wow. that's staggering and amazing! What a great way to reach out to the community. Well, we're
1: here to serve the community, and if the community can't come, we're not doing a very good job, are we?
2: Absolutely. And talking about the community, can you talk to us a little bit, Nick, about some of the partnerships? I know, yeah. I, 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 as someone who runs the Community Leadership Institute, we visit the Fitchburg Art Museum every year. We we're lucky enough to have you and a couple other of the city partners speak to us, um, and so I have a really good insight into all the projects that go on. But could you share that with our listeners?
1: Wow. Well, there's a lot going there on is. in Fitchburg right now in terms of arts and culture. <clears throat> so. This has been a process that's been going on for, for about eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple different partnership groups that have involved the city, uh, NewView View Communities, the university, and other partners um, that have basically worked together and agreed that one of the things we need to do here in Fitchburg is to reposition the city as the regional center for arts and culture. And that's for the purpose of community and economic development. So we all understand that arts and culture alone are not going to fix Fitchburg. Mm -hmm. But it's an important part of the larger picture. Because if you want people to invest here, if you want to attract and retain quality workforce, you have to have a livable, walkable, literally attractive city where there are things to do mm-hmm. and interesting things to do um, so so there are many things going on right now what, one of the projects we're working on is right across the street we from can the see 50, it. Yeah, yeah we're looking say, out we the can window. see it right here so immediately across elm street is the former bf brown middle school mm-hmm. and behind that middle school are two other boarded up historic buildings the old fitchburg academy which was built in the um, 1860s as basically Fitchburg High School. And then the other building was built in the 1880s. It's the Fitchburg Municipal Stables, where they kept the city horses before they had city cars Cars, and trucks. (laughs) Um, So these buildings are vacant. Um, Through a long process, they were acquired by New View Communities and were working together to turn all three buildings into a campus of 68 units of affordable artists, apartments, and studios. And the really good, we've been working on this for nine years, and the really good news is this past spring, we received the final funding package from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to the tune of $22 million, and we're gonna be able to break ground on this project later next year, and have it full of tenants sometime in 2025.
0: So once this project is completed, and once we start to see these artists move into the studio space, what is this going to mean for Fitchburg and for the Art Museum?
1: Let's put it this way. We really cannot have a big boarded-up building across the street from the Fitchburg Art Museum. Mm -hmm. That's not a good optic, is it? (laughs) No. (laughs) And we're, we're attracting more and more people from outside of the city, from other parts of New England, from Boston and Metro West, And here's what I don't want. I don't want them to go home and say, wow, you know, we had a great time at the Fitchburg Art Museum. There were all kinds of interesting things to see and do. But I was afraid to get out of the car. Mm -hmm. Because that's what that building says now. It's blight. And it it makes the neighborhood seem undesirable and unsafe. And it's not an unsafe neighborhood. It's a perfectly fine neighborhood. And so... When the building is rehabilitated and we've got 100 people living across the street, it's going to raise the profile of the neighborhood. It's going to um, bring all these people, these creative, educated, entrepreneurial people to live, work, dine, and shop in downtown Fitchburg It's going to put these three buildings on the tax rolls for the first time in their history because they were all municipal buildings. So they will be paying taxes rather than absorbing taxes. Mm -hmm. This will help with the property values in the neighborhood to stabilize them, which in turn affects the, the tax receipts from the neighborhood. And it also plants a giant flag in Fitchburg that says, creative economy, welcome here. So it's a Big project.
2: And Fitchburg has a long history of art and culture. Oh, yes. I mean, this was an art colony. This was, this was very much so an artist's destination was Fitchburg, Massachusetts. This is a long history of this. So bringing something back where you're bringing back so much art is truly important. And, and you know, you're, it's a renaissance period almost where well, you're right, going to bring
1: them in. Right. But well, what I said earlier is we're repositioning Fitchburg as the center for arts and culture. So in the late 18th and uh, or, I'm sorry the late 19th and early 20th century there was a real blooming of the arts here and you can see it just driving up Main Street with the architecture. Mm-hmm. We have fabulous architecture, commercial architecture, municipal architecture, ecclesiastical architecture, residential art, arch- the architecture here is great. We have very important public monuments in Fitchburg, not just important to Fitchburg but to the history of American art. We have Tiffany windows in some of the churches. They were not
2: fooling around. They were not. People and nobody knows that. It's 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 amazing when people find out the the long history. But the Tiffany windows is a really fun story that I got to hear for the first time at the Faye Club a few years ago. Oh, that's great. So I you know, and there's another institution, the Faye Club, that is you walk into that and it is a beautifully preserved home. Um, which is now filled with art as well. Yeah, the the Fay
1: Club is one of the most important buildings in Fitchburg. It was designed by Richard Upjohn, who was one of the most important American architects at the end of the 19th century. He was the architect of Trinity Church in New York. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And one of the Mm -hmm. other names, too, I think of is H.M. Francis when you mention architecture. That's
1: right. He was a a Fitchburg's house architect in the late 19th and early 20th century. And and many, many buildings in Fitchburg were either designed by him or partially designed by him. And apparently he did some work here on the Merriam Parkway building at some point. That's so interesting. And it's interesting
0: to think about Fitchburg's history. I know we mentioned the cultural aspect and you mentioned kind of the economy. And I think of Fitchburg's manufacturing history and how it brought in so many people, so many diverse uh, populations throughout Fitchburg's history. And yes. I'm, I'm assuming that had to have contributed to this, this big booming arts culture that we used to have oh, in the city.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. So all of that, first of all, all of that art costs money right? You, you don't get art with no money. Yeah. And when Fitchburg was a very prosperous manufacturing city, all of this, the architecture, the monuments, the Tiffany windows, they were all expressions of civic pride. You know, they were the things that made the people of Fitchburg feel like this is an important place. This is a place that matters. This is a place that we're going to invest in at the very highest level.
2: I agree. I agree. And you can see that. You're talking about driving down Main Street. um, When we come with the Community Leadership Institute, depending on the weather, um, we include a walking tour of the art, which includes the murals that are out there that you were talking Mm -hmm. about and the sculptures. And there's a lot of sculptures that are around town. And that alone is also a partnership with the city. I would assume that does Fitchburg Art Museum work on the projects that are around the city as well?
1: Yes, some of them. We've we've had a lot to do with some of the public art in the city, and then and then other other entities. Like we had nothing to do with the murals. Yeah, the recent murals that that was done by by other folks, which is great. Because the Fitchburg Art Museum should not be the only generator of arts and culture in town. We need a healthy, thriving ecosystem where there are lots of people and lots of organizations doing the work.
0: Now, when you talk about the partnerships, can you tell us a little bit about the Playscape? I saw a newspaper article about this, the Art on Elm. Uh, what was that for the listeners out there? Okay, so
1: we have a brand new sculptures here at the Fitchburg Art Museum. And they're outdoors. They're visible from Elm Street. Um Earlier, I talked about how we're using the Art Place on Elm as the site for our after school program. Mm-hmm. And we opened that program a year ago. And to celebrate that collaboration with the public schools, we invited a contemporary New England sculptor. Her name is Robert Lee Bell. We invited her to come and work with the kids, and they're all middle school aged kids, in the after school program to work together on the design of sculptural seating for the space right outside their classroom. Wow. So that they would have a place to gather before class and, you know, sit and wait for their parents to pick them up and to be able to do outdoor projects. And we worked on that project for for many months. Um, And a few weeks ago, the, the fabricated, very colorful, very abstract sculptures were delivered and installed and we had an event where we invited the kids and their families and community members to come and we the mayor was here and he and the kids unveiled the sculptures oh. and it was great we had about a hundred people and it it was uh, as I said in my remarks the at, the at the event these sculptures are a material expression of the shared values of the Fitchburg art museum and the Fitchburg public schools collaboration, putting the kids first and unlocking and engaging their creativity for the benefit of the community. Because the, the, the seating is there for everyone. It's for everyone who walks up and down Elm street can feel free to sit there and enjoy the new seating.
2: I love that. What a great way for the kids to see something begin, you know, idea spark that idea Plan it out and then see it to the end of fruition and, and the, to be able to express. And that. that's a real learning opportunity. Yes, absolutely. I love that. We're
0: going to step aside for a quick moment. We'll be right back on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast as we continue our conversation with Nick Capasso, the director of the Fitchburg Art Museum. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business in North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, Travis Condon and Cat Deal here. We are on the road today over on Elm Street in downtown Fitchburg at the Fitchburg Art Museum, chatting with museum director, Nick Capasso.
2: I also wanted to mention, and you might—the listeners might have heard this earlier. There's some renovation going on right now, and you are preparing for a new install. How often do you have to change out and have to do major work in the building to do a new installation?
1: Well, we 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 do three major um, exhibition changes every year, mm-hmm. um, and we're in the middle of one right now. It's not really a renovation. We're not. We're not building architecture or tearing down walls or things. sure. But um, every time we bring new exhibitions into the museum, we redesign the spaces. We often repaint the spaces. We like color here at the Fitchburg Art Museum. Um, And we're in the process of installing four new exhibitions that will open to the public on um, Saturday, October 1st. There will be an opening reception from 2 to
2: 4 in the afternoon, and
1: everybody's invited.
2: All right. Everybody listening, you should make it down to the Art Museum for sure.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about those four exhibits that are going to be opening up? Yeah,
1: they're very different, which is something that is very intentional here because we have a lot of different spaces. For those of you who have not been to the Fitchburg Art Museum, I'll share with you what first-time visitors say on their way out the door. They go up to our receptionist and they say, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea it was this big. I had no idea that it was this interesting, um, and so we try to we try to have a lot of variety in the space at any at any one time. Absolutely. So the four new shows, um, one is called Adding Pattern, Adding Value, and that is all patterned textiles from around the globe from our collection.
0: Oh wow! Um, and we actually got to ride up in an elevator with one of those textiles. That's right. We're, that's right. <laughs> yes. We got
1: a little sneak peek <laughs> of the textiles right. today. Um, We will also be opening a show called uh, Ron Rosenstock's World in Color. Ron Rosenstock is a very well-known photographer in central Massachusetts. He's best known for his work in black and white photography. This will be his first museum exhibition that features his color photography. Oh, wow. What a scoop. Um, We also have a show um, by um, uh, a Boston area artist. His name is Gabriel Sosa. And Gabriel is doing two things for us. So he has an interesting day job. He works as um, an English-Spanish translator for the court system in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And he makes drawings that are based on the kinds of um, loaded and ambiguous language used by attorneys in trials. Wow. Um, so he has this whole series of drawings. And then another thing that he's doing, because he's from a, um, an immigrant family. His, his, um, his parents, I believe, came from Cuba. He's going to transform. I, I said earlier in the interview about the, um, the old Nestor building it used to be storefronts. Oh, yeah. He's going to install photographs on that façade. And it's going to make those old storefronts look like a modern day bodega.
2: Oh my gosh, party. I love that. And
1: and the advertising language, you know, there's a lot of advertising language on bodegas. Right. It's not going to be so much about the products you would buy in the bodega, but they're about its language about the immigrant experience. Um, then the fourth show is from an up and coming Boston area artist, Cicely Carew, and I don't even know how to describe this. She is taking one of our galleries and she is completely transforming it into into what we call um, an immersive installation. So you walk into this space full of color and pattern and textiles and objects that completely envelops you and kind of brings you to a, a very positive healing Meditative space, and the, the title of that show is Sicily Crew Quantum Sanctuary.
2: I love the name of that. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I actually just was in Denver, Colorado, and experienced an immersive um, world. Ah. Uh and um, I'll, 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 I, I, I don't want to describe it all because I feel like I'm going to be immersed into this the same way. It was a very colorful, makes you feel like you're stepping into someplace else. And I want to say, all four of those sound so very different. There's so there's so much here at the art museum that you can come and see, but um, just the idea that not one of those sounded the same. Not one right. of those artists. Was so saying, the
1: idea is that is that if if you're not particularly interested in color photography, we have historic textiles. If you're not interested in those. We have an immersive installation. And if you're not interested in that, we have Eleanor Norcross in Egypt.
2: You do. And if you're not interested in that, there's beautiful chairs that you can sit on outside at Elp Street. That's and we right. can take in the art out there. Do you plan on doing more outside sculptural Yes. Work? In fact,
1: we're 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 very eager to have the tenants in the building across the street mm-hmm. because they have a lawn that faces our courtyard which gives us multiple opportunities for cross-programming, and and we're, 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 we're looking to see what we can do with the tenants once they're in the building.
0: And getting back to those new art shows, um, one of the great things, I think, is the fact that so many of those artists have ties to Massachusetts or That's right. are from right here in North Central Massachusetts. So for Fitchburg Art Museum, how important is it to maintain that focus on local artists? It's really important.
1: So in terms of the art, we do four things here at the museum. We have a collection of about 7,000 objects, and we, we organize shows from that collection. And the collection strengths, and, and you'll see these things almost always at the Fitchburg Art Museum, are American art, African art, and photography. Um, in addition to that, those shows, we also create exhibitions by living contemporary artists in New England. Um, and one of the reasons we do, when I, when I came to Massachusetts to work in museums in 1990, almost every art museum in Massachusetts had room in the calendar for local and regional artists. And now hardly any of them do. Wow. They're all very, very busy showing international art stars. And this entire community of artists, and we have a lot of artists in New England because we have a lot of colleges and universities and art schools in New England, this community was largely abandoned by the museum infrastructure. Um, So we picked this up as part of our mission to help support this community and also to support the audience who's interested in local and regional artists.
2: Absolutely.
0: And I think people don't realize just how many artists there are in the area, in Fitchburg, in yeah, North we, Central Mass, yeah, we in have, Massachusetts. We have a very
1: thriving arts community here. And the, the other the other large community is in Worcester, mm-hmm. which is half an hour down the road. Yes. They've got a college and university on every corner in Worcester. <laughs> and so there's a huge art, artist population.
0: And what, for people that haven't been to the museum, I think one of the great things is is art. Isn't, doesn't have to just be paintings. Uh, there's so many oh. different examples of art. And when you mention those different exhibits, uh, some of those are really immersive when you talk about the bodega one especially. Um, so reflective of the community right. here. Um, and there's so many different ways that people express themselves through art.
1: Right. And, and we, we we always try to... Uh, look, we, we can't show everything for everybody every minute. Mm-hmm. But we try to balance our exhibition schedule so that we do have artists who reflect the demographic of our community. Like Gabriel Sosa, you know, the Latino community here in Fitchburg is very important to us. It's 40% of the city. Mm -hmm. If we're going to serve our community, we got to serve everybody in the community. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Fitchburg Art Museum has become one of this country's first and few fully bilingual museums. So when you come here, all the text is in English. And in Spanish.
0: And what has the reception been like from residents who come to check out the museum oh, when they see the bilingual descriptions? It's, it's been very positive.
1: Um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of the people in the Latino community here speak English and can read English, but we find that um, a lot of Latinos visit in family groups where there's a different level of fluency from grandparents to parents to grandchildren, and the labels in both languages help all of them, and, and help them understand the art and, and, and um, provoke conversations about the artwork. And also the, the symbolic value is important. You know, the, the, um, the folks in the Latino community see that the Fitchburg Art Museum actually cares to, to go through the effort to communicate in Spanish for people who need a little help with their English.
0: You mentioned the word communicate. How crucial is art to communication?
1: Oh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. <laughs> all right, so in, in our public schools, we are taught to read and write and manipulate language. We are taught to add and subtract and multiply and divide and manipulate numbers. So it's all about language and it's all about numbers. We are rarely taught the communicative power of images and objects and that's what art is it's communicating ideas feelings beliefs passions without words and and without numbers it's just a different way of communicating so as a museum an art museum professional for my entire career i felt like i'm I'm running a remedial reading program for the entire population using images and objects instead of numbers and text.
0: And for you, what's it like to be able to help artists communicate in that regard and help get their word out to the community you're in?
1: That's the job of a museum. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, and, and so it feels great <laughs> to be able to do
0: that. Now you actually have an interesting background. Um, you've been here 10 years before, um, but I understand you're also a, a writer.
1: Yeah, I, I, I did some writing, not, not so much since I've been here, I've been busy yeah. doing other things, Yes. but before, before I was here, I, I was doing two things. I was, um, I was a curator. Yeah. And for, for the, those of you who don't know a lot about museums, that means the art person. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked at the DeCordova Sculpture Park and Museum, which is a contemporary art museum in Lincoln, Massachusetts. And I was there as a curator for 22 years. And I did a lot of writing there because they we at DeCordova, we published a lot of exhibition catalogs. They're mm-hmm. like small books that go with the exhibitions. Um And the other thing, I was also very involved in public art um, in Boston in in a number of different ways. And I also used to write a lot for different publications about public art. And I do far less of that now because, as I said, I'm much more involved in, in the community aspect of the Fitchburg Art Museum.
0: And so what drew you to want to come to Fitchburg, uh, to the Fitchburg Art Museum, and to have this impact that's you must love because you've been here more than a decade now?
1: <laughs> right, so I, I was primarily drawn to this because, well, I'll, I'll share with you the most important conversation I've had around this job. And this happened at one of my job interviews. And you get to the point in the interview where they let the, the applicant ask a question and my i was i was interviewed by eight of the museum's trustees and my question to them was why are you a trustee here why do you give your time and your passion and your money and your networks to help support this institution and they went around the table and everybody answered the question individually and not one person said the word art Mm. and yeah right you know had a little heart attack mm-hmm. yeah a <laughs> little moment there and then a couple of people said education which mm-hmm. you would expect because museums are in large part educational institutions but what everyone said to a person was i want to give back to the community they had all grown up in fitchburg when this was a great place to live and then when the global economy changed you know they saw the city Shift and, and slip economically, and they all moved one town over in one direction or another, but their lives still centered on the city of Fitchburg. And they knew that this museum wasn't going anywhere, and they wanted their new director not only to rejuvenate the museum, but also put the museum in service to economic and community development in Fitchburg. And I thought, okay, that sounds like a really interesting job because art museums usually don't do that kind of work. And I was at the point in my career where I wanted the kind of job where I would be learning something new every day. And boy, I got
2: that in spades. (laughs) I'm still learning something new every day. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to learn something new every day. It is. It is. I I think I have the most interesting job in the world. Oh, that's great. That's great. I will say, though, having been here many times over the years and watching the displays go, you're doing an amazing job keeping us all very interested. Oh, thank you, Kat.
0: The uh, opening reception, again, is coming up on Saturday, October 1st. You don't want to miss this event. There's going to be four brand new art shows. You don't have to wait till then though to come out to the art museum because they do have their uh, ongoing exhibits. They've got moving objects with the African and oceanic art, discovering ancient Egypt and evoking Eleanor, the room that we're in now. And there are some beautiful uh, pieces in here behind Nick's shoulder. I've been kind of glancing at this, these flowers behind me. And it just is so nice on this dreary day to have that image of color uh, behind you. And, Thank you so much for listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon here, Kat Deal as well, and Nick Capasso. Nick, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to being a part is, of the podcast. This
2: is important. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Kat. We're so glad to have you here. And thanks for everybody joining us on the road.
0: You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes on Podbean, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.